Oh my goodness. This is not one of those podcasts that I'm most excited to record given the situation and the state of the world and the topic, but it is one that I am most excited to record because I get to point you directly to the word of God in a time of great distress, a time of uncertainty, a a time of just hurting and pleading with God about the state of our world and especially for the families and the community of Uvalde, Texas. And so today I just felt really led to share with you some scripture verses that are guiding my heart, that are guiding my prayer time for our world, for our nation, for our leaders, and especially for our children. So here we go. Hey y'all and welcome back to Living on Mission. I know that sometimes it's hard to find the joy in Jesus in the everyday moments, but that is exactly what we're going to do by digging into God's word, letting go of whatever is holding you back from living on mission for Christ, talking about the everyday life, laughing a little and crying a little, because let's be honest, we all do a little of both. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's live on mission together. Oh, mama, sister, friend, whatever role that you play today, the weight of the world is heavy on our shoulders. This last week was the week that there was a shooting at a elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. We were actually in Texas when it happened. Um, I was very unplugged because we were on vacation and I didn't even know it had happened until the next day. And so of course, of course, of course, oh my gosh. My heart just goes out to everyone, to the families of the children that were lost, to the family of um, of the shooter. I know they're lost and confused. Uh, to the the community, uh, the school, just everyone that was any what any somewhat close to to that community. It is tragic. It is so, so very tragic. I know I don't need to say that out loud, but just bears repeating. Um, And I don't have answers. I don't have answers. I am not here to debate gun control. I am not here to debate public school versus homeschool. I'm not here. I don't think my voice would, would make any difference in any of those, any of those situations or conversations. That is not my purpose today. Um, My purpose today is to encourage you in the word. My purpose today is to just share some scripture verses that God has on my heart to encourage you to pray and to look up and to meditate on. So I have been reading this book on the disciplines of the faith by Richard Foster. It is called Celebration of Discipline, The Path to Spiritual Growth. And again, it's rich by Richard Foster. I'll share a link to that in the show notes, but it has been challenging me in the way that I actually pray, not only in how much I pray, but how I pray and the posture of my heart and what I believe that God is capable of doing. And while we look at this situation from the last week, gosh, you guys, from, from the last two, three, four, five years in our, in our country, it can be so easy to be discouraged and to lose hope and to question and say, God, where are you? And 
Matt said something, my husband, Matt said something this last week as he was praying for us. And with me, he said, you know, God, we know that nothing that happens on this earth, it doesn't escape the, your filter. Basically, you know, I'm not saying God caused the, the shooting to happen, but God knows that it happened. And if we go all the way back to Genesis, we live in a sinful world. We live in a sinful world and we know that sin has negative consequences. And I can't explain the shooting. I can't explain what happened, why it happened, why God allowed it to happen. I have no answers for that, but my faith must remain rooted in the fact that God is God, that he is on his throne, that he is holding those children in his arms today, that he is there to be the comforter to those who, who know him and even those who don't know him yet. And that our job as Christians, as followers of Christ is to not forsake the practice of praying, praying to our God, praying for these families that are involved, praying for our government leaders and praying for our children. And so today I really just wanted to, to point you to some scripture verses that, that I know and love, and that really speak to the situation that we find ourselves in. And so just interesting fact about me, I'm such an old Testament nut. Like I, I never was before. It always intimidated me until I actually started to read through the Bible from start to finish or chronologically. And so I am so appreciative of so many of the prayers that are, are in the old Testament word for word words that, that these believers cried out to God in good and bad situations. And I still feel like I'm just going to cry. So I'm sorry if my voice is a little shaky, I feel like I'm going to cry, but I'm going to try not to. The first passage that I really want to uh, direct you to is in second Chronicles chapter 20, and it is Jehoshaphat's prayer. Now Je Jehoshaphat was crying out to God in a time of battle. And he was crying out to God to protect, to deliver. And very much, you know, a similar situation. We're not in battle physically. Well, we are really, we are in so many ways. If you find yourself today, confused, conflicted, uncertain, desperate, hungry for God to show up and to act and to be comforted by him, then I would say you find yourself in a very similar situation to, to Jehoshaphat. So I am going to, if you want to read along with me, pause this podcast, open your Bible and read along with me. I would absolutely love that. But I'm just going to start in second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse five, no verse six and Jehoshaphat, who was standing before the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the Lord's temple. He said, Lord God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nation? Power and might are in your hand and no one can stand against you. Praise. He's just praising God. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and who gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in the land and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name and have said, if disaster comes on us, sword or judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and before you for your name is in this temple. We will cry out to you because of our distress and you will hear and deliver. Now, let's see, I'm going to skip through a couple of verses. Look how, let's see, our God, moving on to verse 12, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you. And that last, that last sentence, we do not know what to do, but we look to you. 
Really cool thing here. King Jehoshaphat cried out to God, poured his heart out, recognized who God was, his authority, his power, what he had done in the past. And he cried out just so desperately. We don't know what to do, but we look to you. And the very cool thing is that God answers him. God answers him. And that's the next part. It says in verse 15, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast number for the battle is not yours, but God's. You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow, go out to face them for the Lord is with you. And I will say from the bottom of my heart, I believe that the Lord is still with us. I do believe that as as Christian believers, he will not forsake us until Christ comes back and he carries his church home. We have to believe, we have to believe that God is real, that he is on his throne and that he knows and is there for us, you guys. And I know that the situation for each of us is so different. You may be just like me, a mama who has her children at home, who is hurting and maybe a little fearful and uncertain and not sure how to pray. You may be a mama or a friend or someone closely related to one of the families in Uvalde. You may be a parent who who lost a child. And I don't even begin to know how to speak to you except to say, I am praying for you. And I believe that God loves you. And I just, I just know that from the bottom of my heart. But I also believe that God hears our prayers, that he knows our hearts and that he knows that we are desperate for him to, to change something, to bring peace, to bring healing. And I don't know how he is going to do that, but I do believe that he will. Let's flip back in second Chronicles again to chapter 14 and verse 11. And this is Asa crying out to the Lord, Lord, there is no one beside you to help the mighty and those without strength. Help us, Lord, our God, for we depend on you. And in your name, we have come against this large army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let a mere mortal hinder you. And so again, worshiping God and not acknowledging who he is, his power and his might, and just submitting, submitting, Asa was submitting himself to God's authority and humbling himself by saying, we're not fighting this battle by our strength, God, we are fighting it by yours. And, you know, that brings to question, you know, how do we fight these battles? How do we fight this battle for our nation? How do we fight this battle for our children? How do we fight this battle for our homes and, and, and just, you know, traditional marriage and, and the family unit, I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that we fight it through prayer. We fight it through prayer. We pray for our leaders. You know, I'm so quick. I'm so quick to judge. I'm so quick to say he or she should do that better. I am so quick to pick up, pick up a phone or turn on the TV to look for answers instead of stopping and praying. And I'll tell you too, like there's been a verse that that God got me with uh, very recently. And it was in Psalm 63 and it was verses six through eight. And it says, when I lie, when I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches because you are my helper. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. And so that is the psalmist playing that uh, praying and talking to God and basically saying, God, when I'm afraid, when I lie down and I have nothing else to do, 
or nothing else to think about or to focus on. I think about you. And I felt really convicted when I read that recently that I don't do that. Most of us, if we wake up in the middle of the night, what do we do? We reach for our phone. If we reach, reach for our phone, what do we look for? Social media. What's on social media? Lots of chitter chatter, lots of back and forth, lots of lots of good things, but also lots of bad things that fill our brains and take our focus off of Christ. Maybe we turn on the news again, same thing, lots of good things there, but there's lots of chitter chatter that just fogs our brain and clogs up any any. <laughs> communication that God wants to have with us. We must be mamas who are getting quiet, who are being still before the Lord and are turning our minds and our hearts to him. If we're going to hear from him, if we're going to be convicted, if we're going to know what to pray, right? So again, I'm going through a lot of different verses here, but they're verses that I know I'm supposed to share with you today. And I will list them out in detail in the show notes today. So those are some passages that just worship prayers of worship, prayers of submitting to God saying, Hey, God, you are our leader. You are in control. You are God. There's no one else beside you. And we are not fighting this battle alone, but our hope is in you, Lord. The next prayer that I want to guide you to, or, or, Uh, maybe direction for prayer is for our leaders. Our leaders, no matter what we think about them, are in places of authority. They are not there by accident. They are been elected in. They are, they are leading us. There's no other way around it. We can't do anything about it for the most part, unless they commit a crime, right? And even then we may not be able to do anything about it. So we must be praying for people who are in positions of authority. And wouldn't you know, God gives us exact direction on how to do that. First Timothy chapter two, verses one through two says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask God to guide them, intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for Kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Now it says, it doesn't say pray for these leaders and they're going to do what you want. It doesn't say pray for these leaders and everything's going to be okay. It says pray for these leaders so that you can live in peace and so that you can we can live quiet lives marked with godliness and dignity. Sometimes our prayers, sometimes the fact that we show up to pray, even when we don't feel like it, it, I don't know. I don't know if it changes things in the moment. I know God hears our prayers and he instructs us to pray, but sometimes we just do it because that's what God is telling us to do. So whether you're for gun control or you're against gun control, pray for your leaders, whether you are pro-life or pro-choice, pray for your leaders. Okay. You know, we must be on our knees every single day for these people in authority. If we expect to see God move and it could be a leader that you think is the farthest person from Christ that could ever be. But think about Paul. Think about Saul, who later becomes Paul. He was the last person in the whole world that anyone expected to drop to his knees and accept Christ as Savior and follow him. But he became one of the greatest evangelists of of our Christian history, right? So we must be in prayer. God tells us to be in prayer for our, our government leaders. And if we're not, then we are committing a sin of omission by not doing it. And I don't want to be caught there living in that sin, separating me from God. So that's the second one. 
The last verse that I want to direct you to is uh, a verse that actually I use personally to pray for my children. Now, my children are not in public school. They are homeschooled, but it doesn't matter. I don't, I mean, like, do I fear for my children's safety regardless? Yeah. You know, they could be harmed by anyone at any time in any situation. Right. But I am, I want you to know that I am very much in prayer for the teachers, the administrators, the children who are going into schools every day and who will, my children will probably go back to public school at some point. That's a very much a possibility. So But regardless of where they're at physically, we have to be in prayer for them, prayer for their protection, prayer for their safety, prayer for their spiritual growth, prayer for their uh, discernment and their wisdom. And I love, I love first Chronicles chapter 28 verses nine through 10. Okay. So this is a prayer that David is instructing or encouraging Solomon in not actually a prayer, but he's talking to Solomon says, as for you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him wholeheartedly and with a willing mind for the Lord searches every heart and understands the intention of every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you abandon him, he will reject you forever. Realize now that the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. And you may be like, okay, Rachel, that's great. Sounds good. But how do I pray that for my children? So I literally just take some of the words and I put them into a prayer. So I'm going to do that and show you how I do that right now. God, please, I pray that Henry and Milo would know you, God, as their father, that they would serve you wholeheartedly, that they would do so with a willing mind, that you would search their heart and you would know their thoughts and that they would seek you and be found by you. God, I pray that they would not abandon you, that they would not abandon their faith, that they would follow you wholeheartedly for the rest of their lives. God, I pray that they would follow your instructions, that they would be young men who are strengthened in you and that they would do that you would do what you would call them to do. Okay. And so it just took those words that are in the Bible for a reason. They're in the word to instruct us, to encourage us, to inspire us. And so I am daily, daily, daily taking scripture and applying it to my life and turning it into prayers or, or reading the prayers of some of these great men and women in the Bible and praying them still today. You guys, God's word is alive. It is alive. It is active. It is breathing. It is not just written to the people of this time. He led men to put it together so that we would have it today to guide and instruct us. We must be in the word. We must be women in the word who are, are, are responding to it. It's so easy to pick up the Bible and check a a box and say, I did my Bible reading plan today, or I read my devotion in a book and just walk away and not let it change us. It has to change us. It has to change us. It has to change how we respond to the situations of the world. It has to change how we respond to our relationships and our homes and our churches and our occupations. It has to change who we are and it changes who we are by us reading it, by us listening to it, by us praying it and by us living it out. And so, you know, today my heart was to encourage you after the Uvalde shooting, but I really just feel led to encourage you 
to be in the word, to be in the word, let it wash over you, let it change you and let it inspire you to pray for all of these people who are involved in these situations from the inside of our homes to our government leaders and beyond. And I just want to end, I really want to end with a prayer to our God and ask him to guide us in this as we seek to read, to listen, learn, and to, to be changed by God's word. God, I just praise you for being a God who goes before us. God, you are mighty. You are strong. You are our our valiant warrior and leader. God, you loved us when we were unlovable and still do God, you love us so much that you made a way for us to be known by you. And that so that we could have a relationship and an eternity with you. And I thank you. And I praise you for Jesus Christ. I praise you for his sacrifice. I praise you for his burial and resurrection and the hope that it gives us God help us today to live in light of that truth, to live in light of the promises of what's to come. God, Uh, we know you are here, but we also know that that sin is, is here as well, God. And you give us a choice. You give us a choice to follow you or not follow you, God. And I pray that, that today, that the woman that's listening to this, that if she doesn't know Jesus as savior and Lord God, that that would be the first thing that changes in her life, that she would be transformed by the healing power, by the blood of Jesus Christ and wash clean and become a, a, an eternal follower of, of Jesus Christ, our savior. I pray for the woman who knows you already, who is, is, has that salvation, that knowledge of salvation, that belief, that life-changing transformation. God, I pray that you would just wash over her with your word that if she has not been in the word, God, that she would pick it up today and that she would pick it up expectant and hopeful and, and ready to hear from you. God, please convict, convict us, convict us of our sin. Help us to seek forgiveness so that we can hear more clearly from you. God, let us be women and mamas and wives and workers and, and people who are just so hungry to hear from you before we open social media or we turn on the television or we text a friend, God, help us to be women who are so, so desperately hungry to, to know you and to be changed by your word. God, help us to pick it up every single day before we touch anything else. God, And I pray that it would change us. I pray that you would carry out all the good works that you have created us to do before we were even born, God. Carry on to completion the good things that you created us to do from loving our children and our families, our husbands, and and doing our jobs well, praying for them, praying for our leaders, God. Help us to be women of prayer, women who are rooted in your word and are praying your word and are, are just every single day falling to our knees and expectant, expectant prayer uh, to you, our God and our Lord. God, I just thank you so much for your word. Thank you that where we live here in America, that we are free to open it, to read it, to live it out, God. And I pray that you would please continue Continue to protect our freedoms to do that, God. Raise up leaders who know you, who love you, who will fight for the, the rights and protections that we have today to continue to protect our freedom to, to vote and to, to protect life and to stand for life and to stand for our children and the freedom to homeschool or send our kids to public school. God, just thank you so much for all the freedoms that we know as Americans and help us not to take them for granted and help us to use them for your good and for your glory. God, I pray for these families. 
this community of Uvalde. God, I pray that you would just please wash over peace and healing and, and allow them to grieve as they need to God. And I pray that you would just please, please, please your Holy spirit presence would be known there through the, the hearts and the hands and the words of your people, God, that they would reach out, that they would love, that they would care for, and that they would just be a light in that community, God. And I pray that you would just please bring healing to that community as only you can God raise up mamas and daddies who who love their children, who, who protect the family union, who, who stand for traditional marriage. God help us to be Christians who stand and fight for what we believe and what we know is good God. And I pray that that would flow down to our children, that the future generations would be strong young men and women who stand for what we know is right and good and holy and just God. Uh, it's going to be so much harder for our kids than it is for us. God help us to, to love them and lead them and discipline them in a way that makes them strong and ready for the fight that lies before them, God. And it's all by your power. It's not our own. God, we fight these battles with your awesome and holy power and in your name. And it's in Jesus' awesome and holy and powerful and life-changing name that I pray. Amen.